Welcome in to Pittard Sports. I've got Nick Trushel and Seth Coggin. Special appearance from Seth coming all the way from Arkansas. Yeah, flew in today, baby, just for this. How we doing, guys? Excited to be here for the first official Patriots podcast. You excited, boys? Sir, number one. I'm pumped, baby. Gotta guys, start somewhere. All right, guys. Episode one. What's our What's our mission here? What do we want to What do we want to give the audience? I mean, I've been itching for some college football. I mean, we definitely got some crazy stuff to talk about with Texas and Oklahoma coming to the SEC. A lot of shifts happening. A lot of movement. Some big recruiting news. All kinds of stuff. What do you guys think? I think one thing I want to do is just I want people I want the audience to be able to realize our fandom for college football, for football, for sports in general, and for them to be able to kind of relate to us. I want this podcast to sound like, hey, we're just we're just buddies hanging around talking about sports. Be available for people to chime in, give their opinions. You know. No, I think I think the most important part is to make sure that people know that you know sports matter. You know, we're 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 sitting here talking. Sports bring a lot of people together, and college football in the South, especially, is a very a very thing that that people really hold on to, um, very sacred down here in the South. So we're just some some real fellas that that love love football, love all kinds of sports, and want hey, we got too much to talk about. So, dude, we we saw that last year talking about how much sports matter. I mean, we had. You had parents going to the Big Ten uh, corporate offices trying to fight for yeah. seasons to happen. SEC was ready to break away, do their whole <laughs> own thing, you know, just create a whole new separate league just to be able to play football. So it, obviously, to a lot, it's not just us; it's not just crazy fans. Like to a lot of people, this matters. All right, let's open it up. Let's start talking about. Okay, so we had media days over the weekends. Biggest storyline, obviously, Oklahoma, Texas. That's yeah. big time. Leaving, that's, leaving the Big Twelve. That's that's college football landscape altering. I mean, that those are two powerhouses that are now in the SEC. Yeah, I mean, we're we're taking everybody. <laughs> and regardless of what you think of Texas recently or anything, they're still a. I would I would say blue blood. Yeah, you know? yeah absolutely. Especially, I mean, highest money making team yeah, by we, far. We were just looking at that list, and I think they were. I mean, almost double second place, weren't they, if not more? Well, it was. T- we were looking at Tennessee being in, I think, around the top ten, yeah, floating in that area, yeah. profiting yeah, millions profit. of dollars. Yeah, like, And we look up, and Texas is profiting what our football team is worth. You yeah. know? like it, it it's a over huge, 140 million. Yeah. Absolutely insane. And I, I agree. You know what I think? You know how this all started? We're going back to what I think is funny. <laughs> yeah. Nebraska Cornhuskers leaving uh, the Big 12. You're giving, you're giving a lot of credit to Nebraska there, but I appreciate where you're coming from. I'm just saying, you, we you could saw go back. We go back a little further and really give credit to the Arkansas Razorbacks in about the 90s for leaving the Southwest. <laughs> the Southwestern Conference. Conference, that's a good so, point. So, you know, you could, you could think about that. I did say, I won't talk about Nebraska too much, but I did see there's been a lot of talk in the – not – not a ton, but some fans had been wanting to maybe move back to the Big 12, and I think this was kind of a reality check that, yeah. hey, uh, things, things aren't going too good over there. Uh, there's a reason we left, and there's a reason we're making more money now. But, uh, you know, it's it's crazy seeing, hearing these teams. It was official today, I think, that they were like, we're done, yeah. we're out of here. We're going over to the SEC, yeah. and that's, I mean, how are they going to stack up against SEC competition day in and day, well, week in and week out? I mean, I think Oklahoma steps right in and fits in with the SEC. I mean, defensive-wise, they'll have to make up a little bit, but having the SEC funds, especially with the NIL deals, I think they'll be able to pick up 
real quick, get those fast physical corners, get those big boys in the trenches, and yeah. they're going to well, keep up it, with the SEC. Well, they won't win. They're not going to come in and win the SEC no, 12 not, years in a row or whatever they've no, done on the big team. No, no, no. no. They can't, it's too they, competitive in the SEC. Yeah, they can't. Especially you add those teams, and obviously you already have the SEC, but then you have two, one great team, one up and coming kind of team like they're gonna they're gonna figure it out probably but then just week in and week out how are you gonna handle at Bama at LSU Georgia like all those teams Um, I will say the funny thing too is you know you see the past few years with Burrow throwing 60 touchdowns or whatever it was that year you see Bama Bama used to be this defensive juggernaut right and they're still obviously I mean obviously national champions last year but you see even Nick Saban, mastermind defensively, getting scored on for 40-plus points. Uh, was it Ole scored 30 or 40 yeah. last year? Which Kiffin. that's, you know, you're just bringing in all these offensive-minded coaches that are coming in, playing fast, and know how to poke holes in these defenses. So it'll be interesting to see how a team like, you know, you talk about Oklahoma being mainly offensive, how they come in and compete, like we said, week in and week out. Yeah, and I think they're going to compete well. I mean, those are two of the – most storied football programs in history. I mean, Definitely. They're going to have great coaches and great players. I think the thing that is going to be a lot different is they are not the big dogs anymore. Yeah. Like, if they're in the Big 12, it's Texas and Oklahoma pretty much for the last few years at least. Really, have, Oklahoma. Yeah, have yeah. been just like, that's the team to beat. You know, those are the marquee teams. they got the best matchups every week, um, all the eyeballs. But then you come to the SEC and – you know, there's a lot more. There's yeah. a lot more watching you're, around. You're you know? kind of just another guy. Yeah, you are literally just another guy. How are you going to match up with Bama, Florida, Georgia? I mean, all these teams every week. Tennessee. Yeah. We got. I mean, there's so many great programs at SEC now, and it's just loaded. I mean, it's just absolutely loaded. So um, it'll be fun. I mean, it's going to be exciting to watch, regardless of what happens. I'm interested to see too. You bring in this whole. Te- you bring in basically to Texas. I guess you kind of have with A and M, but really you bring didn't, in. You didn't have it, yeah. but but really bring in for recruiting. Yeah, the whole state yeah. of Texas. I mean, obviously, Texas will have kind of a little bit of control over that. But you're going to have all these kids from Texas wanting to go to these SEC schools now. Yeah, which it I mean, it changes that It bleeds over, especially for like a school like Arkansas. I mean, I think yeah. it's great for. Uh, I mean, I know it's a very personal perspective, but adding teams to the west of us, I mean, the Oklahoma border is about 30 minutes from Fayetteville, the campus. Um, so it's really nice to have those those new recruiting grounds really open up and maybe have, like, some pipeline of, of talent to come up I mean, come just, up in exposure. exposure the just the athletes you're going to have, Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, uh, Florida. Sure. I mean, Bama, Georgia, Tennessee, all the, all the every state is going to be packed. I mean, the SEC – it's going to be hard to compete with. I don't know how yeah. the other conferences are going to keep that, up. That's a, that's a really interesting point. Like now that you add these, you add Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC. So you you just poached really the top two football programs from the Big Twelve into the SEC, and SEC was widely considered, and I, I mean I would consider it the best football conference already. Um, and so you add those two teams. How do the other conferences keep up? Because there's not another Texas and Oklahoma out there for the Big Ten to grab. You know, no, there's not, they're, they're talking about Kevin Warren comes out after hearing this and is like, we want Kansas. Yeah, like, yeah. exactly. So the, the rich get richer in terms of football prosperity, but then but then your other conferences, they're just the gap is just going to get wider. Unless yeah. I mean, unless it's going it's just going to be very hard to catch up. I mean, and so are we are we all in agreement? The the Big Twelve looks like it will probably yeah, just dissolve. That's that's as a major thinking. conference. Yeah, I mean, it, there may be some remnants. I mean, you could. What could happen? I mean, I could see 
you're adding like Houston, like if you if you wanted to go like a smaller conference route, like even TCU, Baylor, Houston, I don't know, maybe you, I don't know, I, they don't, they dissolve certainly as we see. Well, because because the thing is, it's it's not just it's not it's not just adding teams, right? Yeah. It's replacing all that yeah. money that yeah. came and in. You, How do you function? As just a like you said, there's yeah. no Texas, other Texas, other Oklahoma to go poach and bring into the Big Twelve. There's no other school making that much money so i i don't see a, a replacement coming in and making up the ground that they've lost as of right now right because even they down to what eight teams yeah yeah now they're down to eight yeah. well because even big 10 was talking about kansas and maybe iowa state iowa state would kind of fit in at least they've kind of been trending upwards as far yeah. as a football team but they they have ohio state michigan nebraska yeah. they have money makers right pack Pac-12, Big 12. If you're the Big 12, who are you going to grab? You're going to try to grab Colorado to come back, Boise State. I mean, yeah. Boise State, yeah, they're people love their football up there, but it's not to the same level no. that these story <laughs> programs are, you know. Yeah. You can't replace Texas with Boise State. No. Sorry. No. 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 Hey, shout out. Shout out. The Blue shout Field. out Boise State. Shout out Blue Boise Field. State, huh? Shout that out. That was pretty sick. But shout I mean, out who is it? Ian Johnson. Uh, what was his name? Statue of Liberty. Yeah. He was the oh, one yeah. guy, I think. Yeah. Nah, don't quote me on that, but yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, we were talking about kind of how we were talking about earlier the schools that made money. Like a school like Cincinnati, you said, was what, number 10? Number 10 as far as group of five teams. Yeah, so, I mean, theoretically, the Big 12 could try and poach some of those top schools that are making money and stick around. UCF, Yeah, that would be the first guess. I mean, obviously the – well, we've we've seen with West Virginia being the Big 12, where you are in the country doesn't really matter anymore. It it may once we get into super conferences, then we might get – regionally kind of a little different but yeah i would be going after ucf who i think is number one in group of five as far as money making yeah it just it's unsustainable if you were to even like for the big 12 to try to add a ucf or a you know even west virginia seems really out of place Uh, right it just doesn't seem sustainable over the long run because you're you're not building those natural regional rivalries which that's really what makes the SEC so awesome. And, yeah, I mean, so is the Big Ten stuff. Is like the fact that I live next to a guy that was a Auburn grad or an, a guy that was an Ole Miss grad. You know, we see each other every day, and we have these kind of rivalries. You know, yeah, it just makes it better. Well, and that's what I kind of have this whole love hate relationship with Oklahoma and Texas doing this. Is you know, it's it's gonna we're about to see maybe not in the next year or two, but in a few years, you're gonna see college football landscape just change. And yeah, I just. It's going to be weird seeing some of these old rivalries kind of go away or just not have the same impact that they once did. Yeah. But, you know, as things go away, things grow back. And so I speak to Arkansas again because that's what I know the best. But, you know, Arkansas and Texas had this amazing rivalry for the longest time when they were in the Southwest Conference. And now it's kind of exciting to see that come back around. You know, for the last 20 years we haven't played That's a very good point. But now, now that rivalry is back and better than ever. Um, and so it, it, it really adds a lot of excitement for uh, for those fans. So, you know, things – that's just how – I mean, that's how life works, how everything works. Yeah, but yeah. things ebb and flow. Um, but but they work themselves out, and, and you'll find um, new great rivalries or, or, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, and I think uh, something my dad and I were just talking about because he graduated from Auburn, depending on how the SEC shakes up and whether it's four different pods or regions – uh, potentially having Tennessee and Auburn uh, start playing again because it used to be that used to be a rivalry. Play, yeah, it used to be a rivalry back uh, when my dad went to college. He talked about that makes sense. I mean, it's close. Yeah, yeah. It's close. So I think it could rekindle old rivalries, like you mentioned. Um, and I think the also 
Also, the SEC is just kind of different with those rivalries because you hear so many people talking about, oh, well, you gotta you got to root for the SEC. you got to root for the conference uh, when your team's out or what, whatever reason. I feel like pe- there are SEC fans. There people are. Root there there are, and I've, I've just never been a fan of that. Really? I, I hate Georgia. I hate – like, I'm not cheering for them. Like, it's, it's not going to happen. Hey, I don't know. I, I'm there kind of, I get that. There are kind of some that um, I'm more – tend to like oh they're in the SEC you know I don't mind seeing them win but then there are some some teams where it's like nah screw these guys like never want to see them win anything right and as a as a Nebraska fan going back to Big 12 days I think Nebraska has there there might be some fans who in, in between Nebraska and Oklahoma hate each other but there was like a mutual respect there right but Nebraska and Texas Nebraska fans hate Texas oh see that seems like a common theme Seems like well, a lot of that's a good point. Texas. Actually, a lot of people yeah, hate Texas. Of people <laughs> hate Texas. <laughs> I mean, so does Bama gets that same yeah, thing. Yeah, I mean, Texas—they're loud, and I think their fans are to kind of a, a worse degree of always thinking they're relevant, and of even worse than Tennessee, in my opinion. Like <laughs> yeah. always, just mouthing off. And obviously, I have some bias, but I think they're pretty bad about it of just trying to always include themselves. Um, Sam Ellinger saying, oh, Texas is back, all that BS. And Yikes. They end up yeah. falling apart. So I think they, they, they get in their uh, own head a lot. And, and they, I mean, they, and they it, come out with the whole, the whole oh, we can't, you can't do horns down because it hurts Yeah, that's the feelings. softest thing I've ever heard. Are you kidding me, bro? That's the softest thing that I've ever heard. That is soft. And then right to come into the SEC right after yeah, that. Yeah, right what was even the you, point of them doing that? Them bringing that up brings so much more attention to, like, now all I want to do is put horns down. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. They're, they just brought they brought so much pain on themselves for in the yeah. coming years. And wasn't uh, Jimbo Fisher talking about uh, like, oh, you you get upset at horns down, like wait until you play a, a game in Death Valley. I think it was him, or it was some. Yeah, there was some player in the SEC that said the same thing. He was yeah. he was saying, if you're upset about that, uh, I don't know if you want to come play here. Yeah, because dude, we it gets nasty. It over gets here. nasty. <laughs> the fans are insane, and in the. SEC especially, we have so many people that didn't go to the school show up to the games and local fans and their yeah. family has become fans. So it's and literally they've been ingrained. drinking for about 18 yeah. hours straight. And I mean, everybody gets up at, I mean... For, you got an 11 a.m. game, you got boys drinking at 6 a.m., yeah. you know? 6 a.m. starting and then... But if you got a night game in Death Valley... If you, you got a night game in, in Death trouble. Valley, it's been marinating. trouble because yeah. they've been drinking for a long time. They've got a lot of energy built up. They love the Tigers, too. That, yeah. That's the thing... That's the variable that that really makes SEC over the top. Is like these fans love their teams. Like yeah. I, I would die for the Arkansas Razorbacks, or you know, and and there's millions of fans just like oh yeah, that, that it's crazy. It, it, it's it's what their weeks revolve around. It's what their falls revolve around. It's what their years revolve around. Is these college football teams? I say exactly the same thing. as a as a Husker fan. I would put myself in physical harm to see a national championship in my life, dude. I, would, I wouldn't. I wouldn't die because I want to see it. What That's about the like thing. Mike the Mike Vrabel? Like, would you cut your dick off for it? Oh, <laughs> I don't know about that. I think because there's still a chance, right? Yeah. There's, yeah, I'm I wouldn't saying, do it. Yeah, saying, give me fifty years. Yeah, give, yeah, me, give me kids. As, I, as think Vrabel, I, I as, got kids. Or yeah, if I'm like Vrabel and it's like oh, I got kids, I'm good now. But <laughs> dude, if yeah, if I would put myself. In, there, there's a limit, I guess, but to guarantee a national championship in my lifetime, there's probably I could probably do some terrible things to really <laughs> yeah. to guarantee it. I mean, like you said, we're diehard fans, so that's, who I, knows what that's we'll what do. it's all about, and that's I hope our listeners are the same way. Yeah, you know, I agree. You uh, you mentioned Jimbo, Jimbo Fisher a second ago, and there's yeah. one thing, one piece of this realignment 
of OU and Texas coming in that that I think particular is very funny, and this is Texas A and M. Texas A M left the Big Twelve, and their 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 biggest thing was, oh, we're the only SEC team in Texas. Like we now own Texas. They thought they were big hot stuff. <laughs> we're in the SEC, and Texas, you aren't. And now they're just whining. They oh, are whining, dude. And I and I really crying I, about Texas coming in. I really didn't understand it at first. I guess they just hate them. But what what? Yeah, but they it's I don't even know if they hate them. It's like they did. They, they just think they were. Hot shit because we're all by themselves. I think in Texas. also recruiting wise, like they're getting nervous. Really, oh, I think, yeah, I think I absolutely. So. I think they just think that. Uh, well, because that's a huge pull being in yeah. Texas and saying we're in the SEC. Yeah, no, that know? definitely yeah. is a big pull. But them whining so much about Texas, yeah. it shows how they have this weird inferiority complex because they never really want anything. I probably have a decent more experience with actual A and M fans than, than you guys. But yeah. I'm telling you, they have this weird inferiority complex that like. They're like, oh, but Kyle Field is so awesome. And it is. It's very cool. Yeah, oh, we have yeah. these great traditions. Man. We have the 12th man. We do the midnight yell and everything. But they haven't won anything. They haven't won anything. And they have all the resources in the world. They have all the money. They got all, all the, the money yeah. in the world. And they can't win anything. And they feel so inferior. But then them moving to the SEC was kind of a sign of like, oh, we are a first-class program. We're like a top-tier program. You know, it was it was a kind of a way for them to... Pope Texas a little bit, but then now Texas is moving, and they're just whining about it, and it shows it shows how insecure Texas A&M feels about their football program. It's and that's the best way I can put it. Yeah. But it's really funny to watch, and I, I'm not taking joy in Texas A&M f- fans' misery, but uh, <laughs> I, I enjoy watching them squirm a little bit. You know, yeah. It's, yeah. it makes me it makes me laugh a little bit because they because they shouldn't be worried. They just came off a top five. Na- a, you know, a year, when, a year when they finished in the top five. You know, Texas hasn't been near that in years, but now yeah. they're just they're just crying about Texas joining, which really would be fun. You don't you want don't you want to play your rivalries? Old rivals again? Yes. Don't right. you want these great rivalries back in sports? Like Nebraska's playing Oklahoma again this year, and we, I'm, I would love to see us compete. Yeah. We could lose fifty to ten, very realistically, and. I'm still happy we're playing Oklahoma again. I think that's awesome. Just you get to see us play an old rival, you know? We played Colorado a couple years and lost both times, which sucked because they weren't that good. We should have beaten them. But, you know, getting to see us play Colorado again, I love that yeah. too, you know? I want to see these rivalries kind of renewed. And nice. I, I would think if I'm an A&M fan, as hot as you are right now, why wouldn't you want yeah, Texas to come? come on. This, this is a come. great time to play yeah, Texas. Keep, keep, just kind of keep your football team the way it's going. you got Jimbo Fisher. You have a national championship coach. Keep it going, and when they get here, just beat the crap out of them. Yeah, it's as simple as that. That's the best way to solve that problem. Yeah, show them that, like, hey, we've been in the SEC, like we're bulking up, you know, like we got better players, we got better coaches, and everything. Yeah, hey, you beat them a couple times, and hey, you're the new team in Texas. Yeah, recruits want to go play. They don't want to go play at Texas. They want to play at A and M. If that happens, you know. So, what do we think as far as what this means a few years down the road? Super conferences. We think in super conference. I think. I, th- I mean, I it's, it's got. It's got. It's got to happen eventually, right? Yeah. At it's this just point, we're too far gone. I mean, I don't. Unless you see conferences splitting apart. Well, and let's say okay. Let's well, let's happen, let's look though. at it this way. Twenty twenty five rolls around. Oklahoma and Texas comes. Yeah, Dude, they're going to be here sooner than that. Is it? Is it sooner? Okay. I bet they'll be here in twenty two. Like next year, I like next football season. They I will thought they had. SEC. Do they not have? That's to, like was the, there some contract so thing? They the the meteorites for the big the current Big Twelve conference 
has a media contract with ESPN or whatever through 2025. So that's when all their media rights run out. And you know, oh. that contract was signed, obviously, thinking Texas and Oklahoma yeah. are in. So they said they will fulfill the media rights contract, but that may just be that may be a buyout. Well, so that'll be interesting. Does that just mean they'll have to play some of their games on Fox, basically? Yeah. I think that's what it means, it's right? It's possible. I, I, I don't know. That's that's curious. We'll Because we'll, that'll be weird seeing, like, yeah, you'll see Big Noon Saturday on Fox, and it's... Bama and A and M or something, you know, because yeah. that's what that's what it is. Fox switched over to doing their big game at noon to compete ah, yeah, with the yeah. primetime games that's on right. ESPN. So then, you know, you you watch College Game Day or you watch whatever the Fox show is, and you flip it over to Fox because they got the big game right away at noon. Yeah, that's a good call. I wanna I wanna have a premier football game in the I love it, dude. The earlier the better. Yeah, I wanna I have like, one each time because if you have one at eleven, you got the SEC game at three thirty yeah. or two thirty, whatever. And then you got a couple primetime games. Then you go right into Pac-12 after dark, baby. Yeah. yeah, I want to be packed at all four slots. Yeah. I think that would be the only good thing about moving to the West Coast is sports starting at 9 a.m. Which, that would be tight. I think it would be awesome. It would be awesome. Because I, I do not enjoy the people out there most of the time. But I hey, think... That's a hey, we might have some West yeah, Coast listeners. Go on, easy man. on them. Oh, that's true. There Maybe I don't people, have great people out there in the West. There, there are Shout a lot of great Cali. people. We love the West. We love the West. I do love the West. Shout out I'm, speak, I'm speaking. I'm speaking about Sports some certain official people. podcast some, of the United States of America. The United States. Uh, well, actually, of the world. Technically the world. international. Yeah. international. Actually, we do have. Uh, we did have. We do, we do have listeners and viewers in the UK, Slovakia. Apparently. Yeah. Wasn't it specifically Maybe. England and Ireland? Yep. We yeah. do. That's Checked pretty it. amazing. Check the stats. Wow. Yeah, we're in. Yeah. Wow. Shout out to worldwide. worldwide. We are in Peter worldwide. Yeah. So yeah, we are. We love everyone. Everybody love everyone. Yeah, I, re- I love everyone. recant my statement. I misspoke. <laughs> anyway, going back to what you said, uh, I think it would be awesome. Yeah, waking up in the morning, nine a.m. Yeah, football games are on. That would be sweet. But at the same time, if I could watch like Mississippi State Kentucky kick off at nine a.m., that would be awesome. You wake up. You wake up Friday morning a little. Eh, you know, maybe. You had a big night the night before. You kind of wake up and you just need to kind of get yourself going. And you see, hey, flip on a little football game. Get me going. Get the juices flowing. Oh, yeah. true. Right back at it. One time, I went with Will over here to Nebraska. My first Big Ten experience. And I'm sitting there eating like six bowls of chili. Chili cook-off. By like 8 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> like it's 8 in the morning. And I'm eating chili. It's and ice I, cold though, isn't it? Mm-mm. Like outside? No, outside. Oh, it's I'm saying that hot chili. It's, probably it's feels Nebraska. Like, oh, it was amazing. It was the best breakfast I've ever had in my life. That's what I'm saying. No, it was a perfect. It was perfect. I love getting up early and going. I do too. I will say though, I love being able to get up and watch game day. Still, yeah, game it, day. It's kind nice. of and you can have a little time on your Saturday morning to get get things knocked out. You know, I want to go to the farmers market with my girl. You know, pick up a few, pick up some local produce, pick up some whatever I need, and then uh, make it back. Have time to maybe whip up, whip up some snacks. Get a quick workout in. Yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah. Get a run in. Oh, gotta get a game. Oh yeah, game, game day, day run. Game day run. It's something different. Oh, it hits. Get when some the, prep. To when run. the razor, when the Razorbacks are about to play this afternoon, you know how many miles I can rip off? It's like three times my normal. Oh, mile. dude, especially you get in one of those 
cool East Tennessee mornings. Oh, you wake up, you wake up a nice little seven a.m. and you're just yeah. the weather feels great. Like, you just are moving, and you're buzzing yeah. on a sat on a college on a college oh, yeah. football. You're Saturday, just running you're off. Hopping. You're running off feelings and emotions, yeah. baby. Yeah. You're, you're pumped. It's fifty nine degrees, a little bit windy out there. Like the run is perfect. Run I, I, I told my fiance the one thing we have to have in our house. I have to have a gym, like a gym in the garage, so I can open up the garage door bright and early on a crisp fall Saturday. That's the Coggin way. Pump a little iron with game day on and just be ready to go. Yeah, just be raring and ready to go. Itching to watch the boys. All right, so let's... I want to talk, hey, I wanna talk yeah, about... Yeah, go for uh, it. So what, what do we actually think? Okay, 16-team SEC. What do we really think is the best way to divide this up? So let's let's look at, b- at both kind of possibilities because we've seen four pods maybe. Let's, let's think about if we split into two divisions. So you have eight teams each side. Yeah. You'd play, you would then play seven division games, correct? Yeah. And then I would say you do, I think the most logical thing is still do two crossover games. Two, two crossover games would mean you would play in a four-year, theoretical four-year career, you'd play every single team in the SEC. Right, and you would have to get rid of those. There would be no more third Saturday in October because you wouldn't have those. Tennessee would not have a crossover with Alabama every year, yeah. right? Which... If I'm a Tennessee fan, which I am, well, Tennessee, or they don't be in the same division though. Yeah, they could be in the same division. So actually, yeah, that's a good point. But then, I mean, but I'm just saying that's it's it's not a big deal. We're we're moving on. Stuff like that is just going to come with the changes, and it's going to have to happen. But so, if you play seven division games, two crossover games, yeah, in a four year span, you play every team in the conference, and then you still have three non con games. But so for those three non con games. If you're playing in a conference as powerful as that and you're trying to make it to the playoff, are you strictly playing cupcakes at that point? Like, are we done seeing Georgia and Clemson play in week one? Is that just over? That's what we were talking about. I mean, you it, with the schedule being so tough already in the SEC, you're I think adding, you should have to play at power. You have to play one. You can play two cupcakes. You have to play one power four, power four conference. I think that's Why fair. not? That'd yeah. be fun. I'd even like to see conference like matchups, like the SEC versus Big Ten Challenge. Yeah, oh, like, in, like, like in college like basketball. basketball. Yeah. yeah, it's like, hey, we pick we pick every single team. Like, it's however you finished order from the year before, you play each other week one. <laughs> like if you Ooh, finish, I kind of like that. If you finish, if like you finish seventh in the SEC, okay, you pay you or seventh in the SEC West, you play seventh in the Big Ten West. So it's kind of like every, you know, you possibly might have some pretty good recurring matchups that yeah. kind of come It's almost out. like a mini bowl game to start off. Yeah, and it's the first game of the season, so it's kind of yeah. like, I don't know, I think it'd be, it would be a lot of And they could yeah. kind of turn that into uh, a money-making thing with how they do in basketball. They'll have certain tournaments sponsored by certain people. You could even have the bowls maybe sponsor those games. It'd be obviously structured different, but it could... Capital One Challenge. Yeah, some kind of Capital One Challenge or things like that. So uh, I, There's a way to make money off Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I think that'd be cool. I'm not, I was just throwing that out there, but... No, I'm, I'm like I agree. Fun yeah. idea. Well, and I think that's fair to say... Because if, if you're playing FCS opponents or, at that point, whoever is not in these Power Four conferences, you're kind of chalking up three wins, essentially, so it almost doesn't really matter. Which I shouldn't say because you still have teams who you have North Dakota State coming up and beating Iowa or something, yeah, you know. You still have... You just never know. That's true. It'll be interesting, too, though, our bowl games... So you're going to have these Power Four conferences. Are we still going to have the 12-team playoff? 
I I would assume so. Nah, I mean, I go think... You think that changes, too? I think the... Because if those four conferences happen, I think most likely the NCAA is probably going to be pushed out of the picture. I mean... That's another thing to that, talk about. See, I think... Okay, I've been doing... I've been thinking about it a lot and done some... I think the NCAA will evolve because... I mean, they might lose some power, some grip yeah. over it, some jurisdiction. But they'll want to stay. But they're gonna. They're not gonna lose because they make so much money too. They, they got to make they're money. They're not gonna just fall down and die and let everybody run away. They've been around for long enough to have like an entrenched hold on college sports, where it would be very diff- interesting. Because I think the football could sustain itself, but where the NCAA comes into play is all the other sports. Yeah. Like foot. Yeah, football could break apart and make their own thing and and do whatever they want. But, but you're not going to have that in basketball or baseball soccer, necessarily. No, track. Uh, it's more of like that, like yeah, soccer, volleyball. track, vol- yeah, all that kind of stuff. It's going to be very hard without the NCAA. Yeah, because um, it doesn't make any. Well, there would just have to be a new NCAA. There would have to be a new governing body. Yeah. that's all the NCAA does is it is a governing body that it mostly just hosts championships. That's literally mostly what it does is like hosted by the NCAA, yeah. and it does it rules on things and sanctions things, which that's absolutely ridiculous. That. The NCAA tries to do all that kind of stuff. but When we talked about this, too, the other day, me and Trucial did affiliate members. So, first of oh, all, yeah. did Oklahoma and Texas, are is every single team from Oklahoma and Texas moving over to the SEC? Is that what I we would, understood? I would that? assume so. I would think That's so, That's right? what I understood it as. But we kind of talked about, you know, for example, Notre Dame playing in the ACC in basketball. Yeah. Are you going to have, if we talk about Power 4 Super Conference Super conferences in football, do you necessarily have that in basketball also, especially if you move away from the NCAA or yeah. it has to evolve? What does is, what is college basketball look like at that point? I mean, I think it, it could really change. And we were even kind of talking about how these conferences have affiliate members join in. Like, for example, we had, uh, wasn't it Tennessee Women's Rowing was in the Big 12 right. or something like that? Yeah. So I think you could... <laughs> Combine the the Power Five and use a, a lot of that already being entrenched in certain conferences. You could just kind of move everything else over. Obviously, Tennessee wouldn't be going to the Big Twelve, but for the Pac twelve or Big Twelve or whoever disassembles, if they already have some athletic teams in a conference, why not they uh, leave and go to the bigger one? So who knows what'll happen? It's definitely just an interesting. Something interesting to think about what it would look like for other sports as well. While we're just talking about football mainly, um, I mean, does this put will will bowl games really matter anymore? Will I'm I'm thinking ah, about put, stuff like that. Put football like, teams on television are still gonna watch. I think yeah. I think so. People try to talk about that already with bowl games losing meaning. Man, if you watched, was it Cincinnati and Georgia last year? Yeah. Dude, those teams were going at it, and yeah. they cared about who won. And yeah. I'm thinking, if you're truly a really good football team, you've got some guys who are just super competitive. Yeah. You know, oh, you got definitely. guys who who are breaking guys like us who are breaking controllers over losing Xbox games. Yeah. Like guys in general are just going to be competitive. Yeah. I just don't. I don't believe the whole. I, I get if you're Bama or something, and you miss out on the playoff. It's a little different because that's the standard that's set yeah. there. But they're in a league of their own yeah, for yeah. stuff like Most that. Most people are pretty pumped to be in a bowl game. I think it's so. It's like fun yeah. for the players, seems like. I mean, yeah. it's more well, you, pro- get to, you get to travel. You get to take a trip. You get paid. You more get pra- a stipend for going out. Yeah, more, uh, more you get pra- gifts. More practice yeah. time. Um, 
I mean, it's just fun stuff. to watch, and I don't know what I would do like through the holidays if we didn't have bowl games. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, and it brings in so much money, and I'm sure there's all kinds of intricacies with the TV contracts and certain things being held to the NCAA. So I don't, I don't see the bowl games just kind of disappearing or falling off. There's yeah. too much already, like Seth said, with the NCAA being entrenched, the bowl games being entrenched, and well, it's just fun seeing football. seeing guys seeing other teams play, seeing totally different teams get to match yeah. up against each other. Being being a college football fan. Mainly Nebraska, but also being a big fan of Tennessee and getting to know these two premier conferences super well. I loved it when Nebraska would play Georgia or South Carolina in a bowl game. You know, it was always cool to see how they stacked up against the almighty SEC or something like that. You know, know, I had a crazy fever dream in COVID uh, back, back in the early days. And I envisioned four 16 team conferences. And a 64-team March Madness-style tournament to determine the winner of college football. I mean... Except for... But but here's the real twist. Here's the real twist. There's also a loser's bracket. So if you keep... and But the only way to stay in the loser's bracket is to keep losing. And so eventually you'll have... The, the national championship game is like a team that won six straight games. But then... The also, and this was where, and this involves relegation, and there's all sorts of, there's all sorts of elements at play here, but it would be fascinating. So you'll, that has lost five straight games versus a team that has lost five straight games to get to the ultimate losers bowl. And whoever loses that game gets relegated. So they, they, they're kicked out of the power four conferences. So you have to lose six straight games, but then you get kicked out. So if, so if you lose your first game and then you win your next game, your tournament's over. Yeah. But, but you're good. But you're good. You're safe as long as you don't as long as you don't keep losing. I feel like we'd lose a lot of money on that. And you don't <laughs> think that'd be interesting? No. no, no. I think it'd be interesting. But what if you if you play two games in a season, schools are losing a lot of money. Oh no no no! You there's a season beforehand. Okay. There's like a six game conference season okay. to seed you because you got to seed them somehow. Right? Yeah. Okay. Good point. So you good play point. like I think I set it up for eight games because if you played eight conference and then that would be like say a team right now they go twelve and zero then they win their national cha- then they win their conference championship so that's thirteen then they play two playoff games that's fifteen games so if you played eight conference games and then theoretically you played. Six, six more games. That's only fourteen games. See, okay. it's still pretty doable. That is pretty doable. I don't hate it. Like, why not just? Why not just get wild? Like, there we 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 don't. There are no restraints on what the rules of college football has to be. Like, we can make it whatever we want. Why not do a sixty-four team tournament? It's I do. Wild. I love the idea of relegation because we were talking about this. We were kind of trying to write up what super conferences would look like because I think if you do four sixteen team. Uh, conferences, someone's getting left out. One or two teams are getting left oh, out. How more, do you? I mean, and and there's even more that might have a case to be in a power. Like, exactly. Yeah, we don't want to get so, left behind. That's the main thing. Is like, what happens to these teams that don't get in a power conference? So you look at these teams that not only do they stink, but they also don't make any money. You know, you take those teams, and I liked your idea that we kind of talked about before this. You bring up a UCF or a Boise State when they were on their run or a Cincinnati, you know. Those teams that are good and they are profitable, they make money, especially UCF. I think they're number one in group of five and making money. They get their shot 
to beat up on one of these just awful power four teams yeah. at the time. And if they the win, chance. they get they get that spot. Yeah. Yeah. It's very relegation gets very tricky in college athletics because are you like we a lot of contracts, about, a lot of are yeah. we are we taking like say you know Arkansas Vanderbilt say Vanderbilt goes zero and twelve gets kicked out. Well, is Vanderbilt baseball also kicked out of the SEC yeah. because I mean they are just won two out of the last like four national championships. So I don't know, or does it just work for football? Or that's where maybe are they the same league? So like exactly, I, I don't yeah. know. Relegation gets tricky. It's very interesting. Because it would kind of uh, regulate the powers that be. Like if you are, you know, if you're a really good Division Two or not Division Two, but you know, you're really good Houston Cougars or you know UCF, even Memphis. Like Memphis, yeah. exactly. Memphis could field a great team and compete with yeah, a lot of teams. They in the SEC. Eleven or twelve games yeah, just exactly. a couple years ago. Like so, they could go into the SEC and beat some teams right now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they could beat Vanderbilt yeah, for sure. Arkansas. Even South Carolina. State, South Carolina, they probably they have a shot at Tennessee. Yeah, they they could be, yeah. I mean, that that's the thing that's kind of crazy is when you get into these super conferences, if you get into regional stuff, there's teams that have a case to hop in here that have a better case and than maybe, some teams that are already in Power 5 maybe conferences. Maybe that's what, what could potentially happen is, like, you go for some bigger, maybe four 20-team conferences. Right. And so you add... And the SEC could add Memphis, you know. That's what I originally, when I started writing it out, I was trying to figure it out, and I was like, man, 16 just doesn't. If you want to include, if you really wanted to include current Power 5 teams and bring in some of these really good group of 5 teams, you could do 20-team super conferences. Yeah. And would you split it 10 and 10? And do that's what that's that's where it gets tricky. And then you're almost in. I mean, you've almost then then exactly. Hey, what if we what if we split all these up? We take the top sixty four teams and we call it the Power Five. <laughs> that's what it turns into. You start you get so big yeah. that you're like, well, man, we got to go back down. Yeah, that's what is so interesting about all of this. Is well, where just, where do we go from? Like here? where what is the perfect number? Like where do we start fractioning again? I feel like if we get to 20 teams, we're going to be like, hey, we're going to split into two different leagues. Like, we're going to be the SEC and the Southwest Conference again. And then you have eight conferences. And then, or we, then yeah. we're back to eight conferences. <laughs> like, we're, where does where is the eventual like ending point? Or what is what is the perfect dynamic? Like, if if you could, if God could create the perfect realignment, like what would happen? My, Mike Leach says, just straight up tournament. <laughs> yes, yeah. I mean, I don't think there's any real one straight answer. You can go look on Twitter, go <coughs> look anywhere online. You're going to see eight different. Well, that's ways what I kind of hate because I feel like we kind of had it. Twelve. If, them talking about doing a twelve team playoff, Coastal Carolina, UCF. If you go undefeated, you kind of get your shot. You got all these other teams that if they deserve it, they're going to be in. But then. Texas and Oklahoma, they leave. Yeah, I would throw a wrench in the whole thing. With. I would love. I really care too much about what number the playoff ends at because it just doesn't, you know, affect me that much. I'm gonna watch whatever football they put on my TV, and I like more football. Right. I definitely will say yes to more. I would like the first round to be at home sites, though. I, I think like if you, my best idea would be just if you win your conference, if say there, especially if there's four. Super conferences. If you win your conference, you host the first playoff. Yeah, like that would be cool. That'd be fun. You earned it. Yeah, yeah. You deserve home field advantage, and you get extra money for your school by well, doing. And that. then, like watching, like say, 
Texas A&M was, you know, six n- number six in the country, and they had to go play at U.S. who won the Pac-12 or Pac-16 yeah, at this that point. Would like, that would be really awesome. Interesting match. Like, that would be really – I think that would be fun. And, like, USC would get to host. So, they're like, you have an advantage for winning your conference. You are yeah. – you, you for winning your conference. But you still include some other people. Um, well, yeah, because you would have – I mean, you have plenty of spots left for yeah. more teams, obviously. I think you should – I really think it should be eight teams – Top four conference champions get to host, and then the, so that that way you have three rounds of games. So then your final four could be on neutral sites, and then your national championship could be wherever. So would you do four conference champions, <laughs> then just highest ranked after that? Yeah, four conference champions and four at large. Yeah, just I think that's fair. Because I mean, you'd probably end up with at most you every now and then you might have three from a league, but that would be yeah. really rare. You could see it. <laughs> You could see it. You could see it happen in the SEC. Oh, you could. I mean, it would have happened this year, <coughs> wouldn't it have? With uh, uh, did we have two in the playoff, and then and then uh, who was it? Bama, Georgia? No, no, no. Because Georgia was close. Florida was. I guess we never close. had because eights. There's not. I mean, that's not that many teams. Oh, like if oh if we did eight, then yeah, if we did yeah, eight. yeah, yeah. We yeah. I can't remember the rankings, but yeah, I would probably be three. Georgia and Florida were definitely. Up there for yeah. sure. Well, and A and M. Sorry, that's what I'm saying. A and M. Yeah, they were five. You could have had three or four, maybe. Yeah, yeah, but they would never put. Three. No, no, no. I don't and they shouldn't. No, they. Sh- I three would be yeah. a lot. Well, because you know, you know who's better at that point, yeah. right? I think you have you have who won the conference. That's and my then you thing. Have the if guy. you had more than eight teams, it's like, but the twelfth team in the country is that. That's what a I huge, say. There's a huge, huge divide and gap, but. Even, like, the number three, sometimes even the number, yeah, and, like, the number 12 team. Yeah. But, I mean, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't mind watching them play. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't right. watch it. Well, but, and, you know, you have, I mean, there's upsets, obviously, but I, I agree. I think, that, I think eight was, I, I kind of wanted them to do eight because once you get past eight, whoever's after eight is not winning the yeah. national championship. Yeah. And so they're not good enough to win the national If you were that good, you could have gotten the top eight. Like, eight That's what I'm, yeah. Yeah. is a lot. Yeah. Because yeah. at the end of the day, I mean, it's someone's gonna get left it's out. Only no matter, where, be, no yeah. matter where we are, someone's getting left out. Well, and that's I had people I talked about an eighteen playoff with some of my buddies a while ago, and they said, "Well, yeah, but you know, the ninth team's just gonna be upset." And I go, "Okay, well, but the ninth team—it's not just about making it to the playoff. It's can you win the national championship?" That's what I think too many people got caught up in. <coughs> I get Texas A and M was really good last year and thought they kind of got snubbed. Like, I don't think they were going to win the national no, championship. My, my thing too is like they ha- if they had beaten Bama, they would have been in the playoffs. Exactly, yeah. it's not that like it's not that hard of a form. Yeah, I mean people so can whine all they couldn't want. have won because yeah. they weren't going to beat Alabama. You, everyone so. gets their chances Out, yeah. outside of maybe like a group of five team running the table. Everyone has their opportunity to get in there yeah. straightforward. If you honestly, if you're SEC, Big Ten, Big Twelve, and you win your conference, as long as you don't have two losses or something. You're getting in, and know? I think even in a lot of cases, two losses like you still got to get in somehow. Two loss SEC for sure. Yeah, two loss SEC. And even if Ohio State loses two games, but then they come out and win the Big Ten championship by however much, they're by probably 40. getting in too. Yeah. yeah. So I think there's a lot of different angles you can look at it, but who knows? Yeah, I, I like the guarantee that if you win your conference, 
you're in the playoffs. Yeah. Well, and I, I, I agree because I think conference championships need to mean something. Yeah. yeah. Especially if you do have the big conferences. Because if you had 16, if you win a 16 team conference, that that's a really huge hard. accomplishment. Yeah, you you really deserve hard. to be in the playoffs. I don't care if, yeah. Well, and, well, and we'll get to the point, too, where, you know, people would now say if you have however so many losses and you win your conference, maybe you shouldn't get in. But at that point, you're going to have teams that are losing two and three games, right? Yeah. You're just going to be playing too many quality teams not to lose a couple games. Yeah. If a team loses one game and wins the Natty, that's a huge accomplishment. If you have any team go undefeated again after this, they're, they kind of almost have to be in the conversation of one of the best teams ever because that's oh, going to yeah. be insane to win. So hard to... What will that be, 15 or 16 in a row? Yeah. Not not just fifteen or sixteen in a row, but once you get past those non-con games, you're playing quality like, opponents. Yeah, really hard to like. It's one thing uh, in the '90s when Nebraska went back to back '94, '95. They went twenty-five and zero. You would essentially go thirty and zero if you did that. Like, and that's not happening. I'll yeah. tell you that right now. But you know, they they had non-conference games in there and then won a bunch straight. You would be probably playing. Two non-conference games against probably lesser opponents, then playing eight, eight or nine straight quality opponents, maybe get a break with another non-con. Then you're playing your regular season game, your conference championship, playoff, playoff, Natty. Yeah, like a, another five in a row to get there, of good teams. Really That's good the thing. Team. Once you get there, it's yeah. like you play the you play your rival, you play the conference championship, you play. Two or three playoff games to win it all. It's gonna be tough. Yeah. It's gonna be tough. I just guess, <laughs> hey, it ain't supposed to be easy. It ain't yeah. supposed to be. It easy. ain't supposed to be easy. Man, you know that's why I'm glad we are not in charge of this. Yeah. No, you know what? I you know what? I, I, yeah. I wish I was in charge of this. I think I think if I put enough brain, if I was getting paid or whatever, the NCAA commissioners getting paid. I guarantee you, I'd have a very, very, very good solution. For May, this. Hey, you know what? Maybe that's the key. Put us leave in leave yeah, it up true. to the fans. Leave Who it knows? to the fans. Let's just, yeah. Let's it's, do a real grassroots like movement here. Like, what, what should we look like? I like that. I, I think, like I think that's a real possibility. I don't think it's a real possibility, but I think it would. Uh, I think we could do it. Oh yeah, we do a great job. Isn't that? Isn't that weird? Like, you feel like. I don't care what level of education you have in these fan bases or whatever and how stupid some of their takes are, but if you if you kind of let them guide, if you let the fans choose actually what was going to happen, I feel like they do a really good job. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. Who knows? There's a lot of, you got a lot of crazy characters. You got a lot of educated fans. You got a lot of stupid fans. Yeah. What do the fans want to watch? Good point. Good point. It's all. It it's is all. It's all about it's, it's, it's entertainment. It is the entertainment they industry. Watch People good forget football. that. They want to watch good football. They want to be entertained. They want to see their teams come out on top. Even if they're not watching their teams, they just want to watch good games. All right. Well, I think that's a good place for us to end it on. That sounds good, boys. It was a pleasure. We got a lot more to talk about. We got a lot more to talk about. Pump for our listeners. Pump for this upcoming college football season. We'll oh, yeah. be here. Hopefully, we'll be putting out. These podcasts on a pretty consistent basis. We'll be sure to keep you all posted. If you aren't already, go ahead and follow us on Twitter at Paydirt underscore sports. And then also on Instagram, which is just Paydirt Sports, one word. And don't forget to visit our website, paydirtsports.blog. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Thank you, guys.